It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, let's fire it up. Colts Happy Hours on the air tonight on this blustery, cold, wintry, windy day here in central Indiana. Hope everybody's staying safe out there, staying warm on this Christmas Eve Eve. I'm Matt Taylor. Welcome in to Colts Happy Hour tonight. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. And we're loaded up talking Colts for the next hour or so. Coming up shortly, we're going to visit with interim head coach Jeff Saturday about the upcoming matchup. Monday night football, the Chargers are in town the day after Christmas. We'll talk about how the Colts stack up and can schematically overcome the 8-6 and six Chargers. We'll do that with Rick Venturi on our inside football segment. We'll also chat with veteran safety Julian Blackman tonight. He's fresh off his first career pick six against the Vikings last time out on Saturday. And we'll also have a short chat with rookie return man and cornerback Dallas Flowers, who leads the NFL in kickoff return average this season. And he had two big returns last time out against the Minnesota Vikings. Time now for the burning question of the week, which is what we always lead off with here on Colts Happy Hour. The big news of the week, the Colts making a switch at quarterback. Nick Foles is going to get the start on Monday night over Matt Ryan. Question is, why not Sam Ellinger? Is there a possibility that Nick Foles will be with the Colts next year? And at the end of the day, what impact will this change make on offense? Of course, the offense has struggled this season. Matt Ryan leads the NFL in giveaways with 18, and the loss last time out to the Vikings didn't turn the football over, but obviously the offense struggled. That unit only scored three points after halftime, had a bunch of short possessions in the second half, couldn't grind the Vikings down. The Colts were just one for four inside the red zone. They had to kick three field goals in the first half at or inside the Vikings' 10-yard line, so a lot of opportunities missed there. The Colts this season averaging only 6.6 yards per attempt, so pushing the ball down the field, that's been troublesome for most of the season. They only have three completions over 40 yards on the year, so the Colts are looking to push the ball down the field as teams continue to play them so close to the line of scrimmage. So that's the burning question this week. You can join in on that discussion. Tweet in your reactions to me on Twitter, at Colts if you have any thoughts on the burning question as the Colts are making that switch at quarterback from Matt Ryan to Nick Foles as Foles becomes the third different starting quarterback to start a game this year for the Colts. Meanwhile, they were back on the practice field today, continuing to get ready for the Chargers. And by virtue of the Jaguars win last night on Thursday night football over the Jets, that means the Colts have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention this season. That also means the Colts are going to miss out on the postseason for the second straight year and for the sixth time in the last eight seasons. So now if you're a player inside that Colts locker room, certainly it's all about uh, playing well for yourself, playing well for your teammates, and ensuring you have a chance to return to this team in 2023 as it regroups and rebuilds. The Chargers come into this game. They've got everything to play for. They would be a wild card team in the AFC if the playoffs started today. So the Colts are going to have a chance to play spoiler a bit on national television. The running game for the Colts, That's going to look a little bit different down the stretch as well. Jonathan Taylor put on IR this week with an ankle injury, so look for Zach Moss and Deion Jackson to split the carries and handle the workload in the final three outings for the Colts. And beginning with the Chargers, if you look big picture, the Colts are going to finish the season with three games against defenses ranked 28th in the NFL or worse against the run. 
The Chargers are giving up 145 rushing yards per game, but their defense is playing better of late. We'll talk about that coming up with uh, Rick Venturi. Their last two wins, defense has been playing very well. They knocked off the Dolphins and Titans. Chargers got it by Justin Herbert at quarterback on offense. He's averaging over 40 attempts per game. He's going to distribute the ball to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then Austin Eckler, who leads the NFL and catches by a running back. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 4,000 yards in each of his first three NFL seasons. And again, meanwhile, the Colts are going to have a new starting quarterback this week, going from Matt Ryan to Nick Foles. He's going to make his first start in a Colts uniform uh, since week 16 last year with the Chicago Bears. That also means the Colts will start three different quarterbacks in a season for the first time since the 2015 season. So that's all the background leading into our weekly visit with interim head coach Jeff Saturday tonight. And earlier today, I asked Jeff about the move to quarterback and what led him to give the offense to Nick Foles from Matt Ryan going into week 16. Uh, just looking for a spark. I mean, obviously, we're not making enough plays offensively. And, and um, you know, when we, we've had conversations about, you know, how can we how can we try to create some? And again, this is I, I've told everybody this. I mean, you know, Matt is a pro's pro. This guy has been given everything he can and uh, so grateful for him. Um, but unfortunately, from an offensive perspective, man, we're kicking way too many field goals. We're not converting. And so anything we can do uh, to try to give ourselves that, that's what we were looking for. And so uh, after, after consideration, I, I, I talked to Matt and to Nick and um, made that change. And so hopefully he, he plays well Monday night and, um, you know, we make, make something happen and get a win. How did this week go for Nick in practice? Because this was really the first time all season he's taken first team reps and thrown to the top skill players on the team. How did you see that go this week in practice for Nick Foles? Yeah, he did good. I mean, listen, he, this guy's done this before. This is this is not his first rodeo of jumping in midway through and um, having to lead a team. And so, uh, yeah, he's fully capable. He's proven it in the past. He understands what it's like, what the difference between being a being the backup quarterback and being the starting quarterback really looks like. I think he's handled both both roles extremely well. When he was a backup, he was a perfect teammate uh, to, to Matt and really helped him. And then now that the roles have, have flipped, Matt's been the same to him. And, and so both those guys work really hard. They have a great room. And so he's had a good week of practice. I've been very happy with the way that he's, uh, you know, attacked the field and, and tried to lead uh, that offense. So been appreciative of that. Just looking forward to, uh, to what it looks like Monday. Yeah. Elsewhere on offense, the team put Jonathan Taylor on IR this week, meaning his season is over. Uh, what's your confidence level in Zach Moss and Deion Jackson as they take on more responsibility within that running game? Yeah, it's you know it's going to be running back by committee, and and you know those guys understand how good JT is and and what type of explosiveness he brings to our offense, and that can't change. I can't you know we we have to get that and produce it, whether it's one guy doing it or both guys doing it. Um, they did well though. I mean, listen, we played the entire Minnesota game basically without them, uh, and and you know I think we had we had over 150 yards. Those guys did a good job. Uh, complimenting each other, and again, as far as touches go, they they're both selfless. Whoever's in the game is going to get the play. We're not going to change the offense because one is in, or vice versa. It's it's what we do, and uh, when it's their opportunity to make a play, they got to go make them. And so I think both guys are excited and encouraged by it, and we'll be able to keep guys fresh and and hopefully be able to move the ball on the ground. All right, let's go to the Chargers. They come into this game Monday Night Football. They're eight and six. They're playing some good football on offense. It all starts with their quarterback, Justin Herbert, averaging 40 attempts per game. 
How complex is their passing game with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and the pass catching back that is Austin Eckler? Oh, it's significant. Listen, when you look at this, this is especially really the last three weeks or so, this, this team is on fire. They, they played exceptionally well. Um, most of the season they played without uh, Allen and without Williams or, or one or the other, right? And so Eckler has been the guy, the most consistent guy. And I think if you look, he's leading the league in touchdowns over the last year or even two. Uh, and, and just, you know, whether it's running the football or catching the football out of the backfield, they're going to stress you. They're going to put, try to put the ball out in zones, make you rally to tackle. You're, we're going to have to be exceptional in tackling, open field tackles, making sure we're on assignments, passing things off the way that we should. Uh, it, it, that, that's vital. Any Anytime you're uh, playing an offense like this where Herbert can buy time in the pocket, he's a big-bodied quarterback with a great arm, and so you're not going to get him down easy. He can wait to that last second and then let it rip. So uh, the defense understands the task at hand. they got to go out and execute their plan and uh, you know, move him off the spot, make him uncomfortable and try to get hands on the ball, whether it's at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield and, you know, tips, overthrows, you got to have them. And so, you know, all the same things, they sound like cliches, but against this good of an offense, it's true. Then defensively, Jeff, their numbers on the season, they're not going to wow you, but in the last two games, that defense has allowed 17 or fewer points and fewer than 300 total yards against both the Dolphins and the Titans. Those are two really good football teams. Why would you say their defense is playing better ball here lately at the moment? Yeah, they, they found their stride. And, I, you know, I think as teams go through the season, they, they, they try different things. I think they've really honed in. You know, they, they've done a really good job of not giving up explosives, which was happening early on in the season, uh, even against that Miami you know, duo of, of, of Waddle and Hill. Uh, they did a really nice job of keeping the cap on the defense. And, and they can, you know, they can pressure you. They get after you and can, can make you uncomfortable. And they always result in sacks. But they get guys to make bad decisions and then turn you over. Uh, from a from a run perspective, they're not afraid to to try to play you with a four, you know, with four rushers or even play five, five like a five one, and you let that defensive line try to control that line of scrimmage and then help their guys on the backside. So uh, you're going to have to be patient, and then when you do have your opportunities, you got to make the most of them. But from from our perspective, we got to focus on what we do. Again, we've we've uh, we've struggled red zone wise. We have to get better at that. We move the ball pretty well from twenty to twenty. We we have to continue to do those things. We got to get better at the red zone and finishing with six. All right. Lastly, Jeff, your keys to the game to get a win on Monday Night Football against the Chargers and uh, give everybody a post Christmas present, if you will. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think turnovers are going to be massive in this game. Again, we won against Minnesota in the turnovers, uh, but gave up way too many explosives and didn't get enough explosives. But for me, it's all going to start with the turnovers. We, we, we need to get two or be plus two in that turnover ratio to give ourselves a shot. I think from a, from an offensive perspective, like I said, finishing the red zone with, with touchdowns instead of field goals is going to be monumental. And then getting explosive plays, whether that's through the run game or the passing game offensively. Defensively is going to be based on tackling and not giving up explosive plays. And, and that's the, we, we handle those two keys, make them earn it all the way down the field, uh, and try to get them to kick field goals as opposed to push that thing in. Uh, we'll have a shot in the fourth quarter to get one. No doubt. That's interim coach Jeff Saturday. Jeff, thanks as always for the time and the insight. Merry Christmas to you, you and your family, and best of luck against the Chargers. Merry Christmas, Matt, and happy holidays, and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Appreciate y'all. That's our weekly visit with interim head coach Jeff Saturday here tonight on Colts Happy Hour, 93.5, 107.5. The fan, I'm Matt Taylor, filling in for JMV tonight. 
When we come back, we'll get out the chalkboard with Rick Venturi and discuss how the Colts can beat the Chargers on Monday Night Football. As we said, they're 8-6, and six, but very beatable if the Colts play well and if they play a full 60-minute game, something they haven't done in their last four outings. They've dropped four in a row, seven of their last eight, and the Colts are trying to get right after Christmas down the stretch. We're back with Rick Venturi in just a moment. Colts Happy Hour returns right after this on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Hey, Colts fans, if you're planning an event, corporate event, social event, non-profit charity event, concert or wedding, Bullseye Event Center is the place for you. Bullseye Event Center is 9,500 square feet of event space with three retractable glass garage doors that open up to decks and outdoor spaces with dramatic views of Lucas Oil Stadium, the downtown skyline. The home of the VIP Colts tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons is the preferred event venue for your special event. For more info, visit bullseyeeventgroup.com. It takes a lot of energy to do everything you do. At Centerpoint Energy, it's our job to ensure you have the energy you need to make the most out of every day, whether it's at home, at work, or at play. That's why you'll see us out in the community making improvements to our pipeline system. And remember to always drive safely around our crews as we work hard to provide you with the safe and reliable natural gas you need to power your smart energy future. Start your game day off right by visiting the American Family Insurance Touchdown Town. This is the place to be on game day as you get ready to back the boys in blue. Located just north of Lucas Oil Stadium, gather with fellow Colts fans and enjoy live entertainment, drink specials, and exclusive giveaways before each home game. The party starts three hours before kickoff and is free and open for all fans. Bring the energy to Touchdown Town before the game. Perfect for Colts fans of all ages. Visit Colts.com slash game day for more information. Take the field with a no-sweat first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Play your way with everything from money line to point spreads to player props. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sports book partner of the Indianapolis Colts. 21 plus and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Welcome back. Colts Happy Hour tonight. 93.5-1075. The fan. This will get you in the spirit. Is this Burl Ives playing the hits tonight? Casey Vallier producing the show. Well done getting you in the Christmas spirit. I'm Matt Taylor filling in for JMV tonight. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Colts Happy Hour tonight is brought to you by Centerpoint Energy, a proud sponsor of the 2022 Coach of the Week program. And to see a list of all the Coaches of the Week winners and to learn more about the program, please visit colts.com slash high school football. Colts Audio Network includes podcasts, radio shows like this one, player interviews, 
And it's all available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you download your podcast. You can listen on the SiriusXM mobile app as well. Search Colts and we'll pull up for you. And you can listen to exclusive Colts radio and audio content on demand. Stay up to date on the Colts on your schedule. Again, I'm Matt Taylor. It's time now for Inside Football with Rick Venturi here on Colts Happy Hour. We do this every week as Colts radio analyst and former Colts coach Rick Venturi breaks it all down. It drops on Wednesdays on the Colts Audio Network and Colts.com and the Colts mobile app. It's a full schematic look at the Colts opponent, and this week it's the 8-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football, and the Colts have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs but still a very winnable game against the Chargers who are trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2018. Here's a sample of that podcast from earlier this week with Rick Venturi breaking down the Chargers, and we start first with the L.A. offense. And on offense, it's all about Justin Herbert, a quarterback. He just engineered the game-winning drive against the Titans last week as they won in the final second, 17-14. Already uh, his fifth game-winning drive this season, and last week, became the only player, I should say, in NFL history to have 4,000 passing yards in each of his first three NFL seasons. This season, he ranks second in passing, second in attempts, and second in completions. And they trust him to throw the ball a ton. He ranks second in pass attempts since he broke into the NFL uh, in 2020. Rick, he's averaging 40 attempts per game for his career. So he he definitely, definitely has to shoulder a lot of that responsibility. And as as I said, a very aggressive team. They do trust the analytics. They have the second most fourth down conversions and the fourth most fourth down attempts in the NFL under Brandon Staley as their head coach. They're not a big rushing team. They use their primary back, Austin Eckler, more often as a receiver. He leads the NFL in catches by a running back this year with 95. That's 21 more than the next closest running back. He also leads all NFL running backs in receiving yards and just one of the best dual threats in the NFL. As you said, Gerald Everett, a very underrated tight end. He's got over 500 yards receiving this year. And then Joshua Palmer has emerged as their top receiver with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen kind of in and out of that lineup this year with injuries. They also have DeAndre Carter, the former Texan. Um, He kind of gives them four legitimate weapons at wide receiver. So this is a pretty good Chargers offense when fully healthy, Rick, and that's going to be the case on Monday night when the Colts see him at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, there's no question about it. And they're quarterback-driven, and you're exactly right. On defense, you really have to have a good fourth-and-two, fourth-and-one, fourth-and-three defense because the game is on the line, and that particular snap may win it or lose it for you. Uh, but they're driven by Herbert. You said it all, all those statistics, well over 4,000 yards again. I really like Eckler. You know, I mean, I just think the style affects them a little bit, but, you know, he has 1,300-plus. You know, they've got the jumbo receivers. They're jumbo receivers in Williams and Allen. They're, you know, they're guys that are 6'4 to 6'6, uh, well over 200 pounds. Now, they're not very fast. I mean, Keenan Allen is like about a 4'7, if you can believe that. And Williams is like a 4'5'5. Five, five. So, and the guy you got to be alert for, as you said, is Carter. Carter is the gimmick guy. If they're going to run a, you know, a speed or a reverse or, or a quick screen, he's the guy they want to get it in his hands. The quarterback can spin it. He will check it down if it's taken care of. Now, he's a high-volume bootleg passer. 
And I'm telling you, when a guy gets on the edge, if you let him on the edge, you're looking for trouble because he can fire on the run. I mean, really fire. Their offensive line is decent, but when they get behind, they can come apart. They will come apart. And if it's not for Herbert's ability to move and to move the change, they would be worse. So I think from a must standpoint, I think, number one, you got to control Eckler. You just have to, okay? The combination, because as you said, he's a combination back. So you have to stop his run. You can't let this team get any run going. They're not very good running the football. Uh, Eckler is a slasher. Kelly's a slasher. But again, you got to consider screens. We've got to be really tight on screens. He will run a little wildcat when they get in the red zone. Um, but again, mostly zone, a few tosses. Uh, but basically, you have got to take that away. You can't give them any advantage that they wouldn't normally have. Number two, we really have to crowd their receivers. Now, they're big and they're physical, but they're not very fast. So you have to control them. And you got to compete, particularly with Williams, on that 50-50 ball outside. And then it's just the opposite on Allen. And I think with Allen, you have to have some strategy on third down because they're going to get him the ball, and they're going to get him the ball primarily on the inside part of the field. So important, crowd these guys. I think number three, and this might be the most important part of the game, is keep Herbert enclosed with edge and inside discipline. Do not let him outside. He scares me to death when he gets outside. You know, he's monster spinning the ball, and he is money in those situations. Now, he has struggled some in the red zone, and occasionally, and I think because he's a great athlete and he always wants to make a play, he will he will throw it to you at times. But we have got to stop Herbert. I mean, he has a terrific skill set. And then number four, and this kind of goes with that, we've got to attack. We've got to get ahead in the count, and we've got to kill this offensive line, destroy their left tackle. Um, he's really struggling, Sawyer. And then their right guard, Johnson. I think you can really blitz them because they don't have receiver speed. I think you can get up and jam those guys and really blitz this team. We don't do it, and I think it's a big mistake. This offensive line is a turnstile. If you get them one-dimensional, that's why stopping the run and keeping Herbert off the edge on those bootlegs is so important because if we can get them in a one-dimensional passing game, even though Herbert's good enough, but their offensive line is not good enough, and that's what's really important. And just remember, late in the down, no matter how late it is, plaster onto those receivers because he is going to move around, and he, like the great ones in this league, can make that throw on the run after he scrambles. That's Rick Venturi. This is Inside Football, breaking down Colts and Chargers. I'm Matt Taylor. Let's talk about the Chargers on defense they don't have great numbers, but it's all about, for me, what have you done lately? And the L.A. defense yeah. has done a great job holding down the Dolphins and the Titans in their last two wins in the last two games. Last Sunday, the Titans only had 284 yards for the game. They were just 3-for-11 on third down, and Derrick Henry finished with 104 rushing yards and a touchdown, but the Chargers did a good job of preventing the big play. Henry's longest gain in that game was only 13 yards. Charge in their pass rush. It's come alive here lately. Last week, they notched their first sack from an edge rusher outside of Khalil Mack. 
since Joey Bosa went down with an injury in the first month of the season. In totality, they logged four sacks against the Titans, the most they've had in a game since week six, and they've only given up 31 points in the last two games combined, and they've held three of their last four opponents to under 200 yards passing. On the season... As I said, they they don't stop the run well. They give up 145 yards per game on the ground. Kyle Van Noy, the former Patriot, he has shifted primarily to an edge player along with Khalil Mack. And then in the back end, Derwin James could be back this week after missing the last couple of games with a quad. But, Rick, he's a tackling machine at safety. Yep. So what else do you like about the Chargers on defense? They're kind of a an enigma on that side of the ball where they play good at times, but if you look at them on the whole – they're not going to blow you away. Yeah, you're right. There's an inconsistency there. There's no question about it. But I think you're right. And, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. A lot of times it's not necessarily who you play. It's exactly when you play them. Right. And we are we are catching them hot, and we are catching their defense. I think I said this earlier, but my, I define them this way. I, I think right now their whole is playing maybe better than their individual parts. And I think they have helped themselves with the, with a couple things um, in, in, on the defense standpoint. And I think that if if Derwin James is there, if he's ready to go, he makes a huge difference. He really makes a huge difference in their run defense and in their blitz defense. Okay, those two things, you know, and those are critical coming into the game. So I don't know where he is. I have a feeling he's going to be ready with a long week. But he, they're, a, they're a different team when he plays. There isn't any doubt about it. Now, they're, uh, you know, as I said before, they're kind of a 3-4 team. Uh, they'll give you uh, uh, under more than over, and they're playing a lot of double sync. You know, that obviously I talk about that every week because it's become the NFL standard. It's almost the NFL-based defense, and, and we know that we've struggled with it. But they're getting better with it uh, every week. And I think you, you hit something – you know, you have Camille, you have Mac on one side, okay, who has seven sacks. Not necessarily killing it, but when they lost Bosa, you know, people were able to direct more, uh, more uh, protection uh, to Khalil Mack. Now, the guy that's coming on is, you know, the hybrid guy has been around a long time. Um, you know, he basically has been around there a long time and, and you know, played with Belichick uh, on the other side. You know, and and it's it's he has really give them something, and that's Van Oy. Yeah. You know, Van Oy mm-hmm. is playing kind of a hybrid. He's playing outside linebacker. Um, you know, when they get in a three-two, he'll come in and be an inside speed rusher. But when they play that under or that double sink, it's Khalil Mack on one side, and it's Van Oy. And you're right, Van Oy now has gotten to the quarterback a couple times here in the last couple of weeks, and he's asserted himself on that other side. And then Fox is not bad inside. He's a pretty good inside rusher. So, you know, they're presentable there. I really like Tranquil, the Notre Dame kid. You know, I mean, he's really active on the run, big-time tackler. He's got a million tackles. And, you know, he has four sacks. So they're very capable of blitzing you with Tranquil and James. Those two guys are really, really good. they got eight sacks between the two of them, so they can do that. Um, and, again, so, you know, they like that, as I said, that under, uh, and, and then they run that double sink. They like to bring cats off the edge, either the nickel 
or the free safety, you know, and play three deep with that. If they get longer yardage, then they're then they'll go to a little bit more coverage, you know, the quarters, the cover four, um, and then what I call a reverse eight, where they roll strong and play quarters weak. Um, and on, on third down, and this is where we really have to be sharp. And if we can stay ahead and account, it's going to matter because we have had just a terrible time from the beginning of the season to now. And I don't know what's happened. It's it's a combination of everybody, but we've just been so bad in blitz pickup. And what they do is they get into that three man look, and then Van Oy walks inside. So it's a I call that delta, and he's standing up inside. And, you know, sometimes they'll walk the mic up with them and they'll get in there and they'll run three man rushes, four man rushes. And then all of a sudden, you know, they'll bring the mic and the dime and then they'll walk those guys up and bring guys from the edge. That's where James is so dangerous because he plays the dime on third down. And so I think what's so critical there, you know, is obviously that protection right there. You just got to do a good job uh, on, on that. Uh, and so I think when you look at the the must for our offense, I think I do think you have to believe they're thirty first against the rush. This is you know it's five five three per rush. I mean they have struggled, and even though they've been a little bit better, I think we have to make them prove it. And and basically what I say is that you know you have to have check with me runs. If if they give you a bubble, you want to attack the bubble. If they give you that double sink, then you got to be able to attack them off tackle. You know, powers, counter trays, and I think you can bounce the edge some. And the reason I say bounce the edge, you want to start it in and freeze that inside five, and then get on the edge on those edge guys in those corners. And I think that, and then you know, sometimes you just toss it, and then as hard as they're playing, and we did a pretty good job with this. We we only ran two of them, but they were both pretty successful. And, you know, that's just a reverse game. I think the reverse game is there because they go so hard. And then number two, uh, we just we just have to have protection. And we, we've got to have both edge protection on Mack and Benoit, but we have to have blitz protection because, again, You've got you, you know you've got one one linebacker and tranquil with four sacks. You got James with four sacks, so they are a very very good blitzing team. And even though their sack statistic doesn't look very good, as much trouble as we have, we have to do our very very best from that situation. I think we really have to attack their corners. Uh, Davis and Samuel are okay, and I think they're pretty good in the press. Uh, but I think they're going to leave them out there naked quite a bit, uh, a lot, particularly on first down, almost always in order to play that double sink. They end up being man-to-man on the outside. And if you let them press, they're pretty good. So what I think is really important is you have to attack them, but you want to be able to get in formation, stacks, movement, motion, and that, what that does is that takes the press off. No matter what you say, you can't press a moving target. You're not going to press a guy in a stack. And so if you can get free access on those guys, I think they get very average. And then they, you know, the double moves. And again, I'm going to say this. I'm going to beg that we get Pierce and Jelani Woods going. Those are two game breakers. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. take Pittman and run him on Peterson and think you're going to win that. That's not a winning equation. You've got to get Pierce and Jelani Woods 
on their weakest links and push that ball downfield and be able to get something. And then in the end, there's two things we got to go do, and this is really kind of the whole team. It's not just offense, you know, but we got to take care of the ball and we got to play great in the red zone both ways. Take care of the ball and play great in the red zone. And as a team, we just got to finish a fourth quarter and finish a doggone football game. That's Rick Venturi on Inside Football here on Colts Happy Hour. Again, for that full breakdown with Rick, the full podcast, check it out now, Colts.com and the Colts Audio Network. That's wherever you download your podcasts. Hey, Colts Happy Hour tonight's brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm Matt Taylor filling in for JMV tonight when we come back. We'll go one-on-one with Colts safety Julian Blackman. He just recorded his first career pick six against the Vikings last week. He'll break down the play and talk about the defense's mindset the last three games of the season, trying to break a four-game skid. This is Colts Happy Hour. We're back in just a moment here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, Colts fans. Score big for your Indiana high school. Enter gear up at Colts.com slash UHC. It could score you tickets to a Colts game and $5,000 for your high school. Gear Up is a free program designed to improve the health and safety of boys and girls high school athletics. Winners are selected throughout the season. Enter today for a chance at Colts tickets and $5,000 in athletic equipment at Colts.com slash UHC. Oil changes are expensive, so you want your motor oil to last as long as possible. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is formulated to extend the life of your oil, allowing it to give maximum protection longer than motor oil alone. It also reduces heat, friction, and wear in any type of engine. Lucas Oil is the official oil of the Indianapolis Colts and is used throughout Lucas Oil Stadium. To learn more, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil. It works. Colts fans, it's time to turn Indy blue. Head out to the Monday night football game on December 26th versus the Los Angeles Chargers for the Colts blue-out game. Don't forget to download the latest version of the Colts app to join in the Colts light show during pregame and halftime. For more information, visit Colts.com slash blueout. That's Colts.com slash blueout. What is POTS? Well, it's a smarter way to move and store your items. POTS will deliver a container to you. Simply fill it up and take all the time you need. Call POTS and they'll pick up your pod and drive it anywhere you want it to go. You can have it delivered across country, across town, or to our secure storage center. POTS, the best moving and storage idea ever. We make it easy to order your pod today. Just call 1-800-776-PODS, 1-800-776-PODS, or click pods.com. Colts fans, it's time to download the greatest app of all time, Caesar Sportsbook. Bet on your Colts or whoever else you like all season long, and with Caesars Rewards, every bet you make, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Tickets, free hotel stays, experiences, and more. You must be 21. One gambling problem, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Caesar Sportsbook, proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. You bet, you get. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Yes, indeed, and it is the holiday weekend at that. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, everybody. This is the night before the night before I'm Matt Taylor in for JMV tonight, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan on Colts Happy Hour. We're talking Colts until 7, and the show tonight's brought to you by FanDuel, 
Download the app today and make every moment more. Coming up in just a bit, I'm going to go one-on-one with Colt Safety Julian Blackman, but it's time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. And this week's question is, the Colts have made the switch at quarterback. Nick Foles slotted to start ahead of Matt Ryan on Monday Night Football. This is going to be the third time since 1998 the Colts will start three quarterbacks in a season. What other seasons did they do so? We gave you a hint on this one earlier in the show if you were listening, and uh, we'll give you the answer coming up on the other side in segment number four. But it's now time to hear from Colts safety Julian Blackman, who returned a touchdown against the Vikings last week. Now he's playing more as a cornerback in the nickel package for the time being with the injury to Kenny Moore. We're not sure if Kenny's going to be able to play on Monday night. We'll continue to watch that. But Blackman was a corner for three seasons at Utah before he switched to safety in his last college football season. So not completely foreign to him. And here's my conversation with Julian Blackman earlier this week. We're inside the Colts radio studio now. I'm Matt Taylor. We're joined today by special guest safety Julian Blackman, fresh off his first career pick six. We'll talk about that here in just a second, Julian. But really appreciate the time, man. How are you heading into the holidays here? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well, you know, um, especially during the holiday, holiday season. You mm-hmm. can't be more thankful than to remember, um, you know, your family. And, you know, this is a time of giving. So, you know, right. for me, it's, it's a really good good time of the year so I'm excited about that. no question about it and it is a different dynamic of a week because it is a, a normal week in the sense that you have a game but then the day before the game you've got Christmas where you're mm-hmm. kind of winding down you're supposed to be relaxed but then you play on primetime on Monday night football mm-hmm. the next day which is a completely different mindset you know your, your body's all ramped up then at that point how hard is it to go from zero in terms of energy on on Christmas to you know, all out on prime time the next day. You know, speaking for myself, I don't, I don't find it too difficult just because you know it's a part of our job, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we realize that. But at the same time, uh, our coaches are doing a great job, you know, um, at giving us time. Right. So we'll have time with our families in the morning. So, you know, you'll take advantage of that and be there and be present in that moment. But you know, when mm-hmm. when we go to the hotel on Saturday or Sunday night, mm-hmm. you, know, you got to be ready. And so I think that you just got to prepare in that way, knowing that you know, although this is a good time for giving, we also have to uh, be professionals and play the game. No question about it. That's Julian Blackman right there. All right, your first career pick six the other day against the Minnesota Vikings. Take me through the play. How did you come away with the football in that instance? Oh, man, yeah, so it was two by two. Um, I'm pretty sure Rager was in the slot, and mm-hmm. uh, it was third and four. And, um, you know, he ran a just kind of a spot route, just trying to open up uh, or sit in the zone, basically. And, you know, I knew I had inside help with the mic, so I was playing outside leverage. And, um, you know, I think that he just got off his spot. Kirk Cousins threw it where he thought he was going to be, but it was to me. So I was just kind of like, thanks, yeah. man. Like, uh, you know, I didn't really know what to do when I got to the end zone. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, you know, come I on. T- now told you my kid that I was going to hit the Michael Jackson, so I'm going to have to <laughs> have to do the kick real quick. But I was like, yeah, it was it was really cool, really so, surreal moment. So you didn't have a plan in place? I mean, no. you, you, every player has their, hey, in case I score, even like yeah. a, a defensive tackle, in case I ever get in the end zone, I'm going to do this. Definitely. Right? And, you know, uh, now that I'm playing nickel, I want to you know kind of contribute to Kenny Moore when I made plays and yeah. you know, show like how he does the suit and tie mm-hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite this is just a clean celebration so I wanted to do that because I told him I was going to do that but yeah I didn't expect to score so when I when I scored <laughs> I was like okay here we go like I gotta bring back because I mean this is things you practice in the mirror you're like all right what, what am I gonna do <laughs> and exactly. I gotta make sure it looks good but uh <laughs> yeah I, I just hadn't practiced it in a while but I, I did yeah. it anyway so how many defensive touchdowns did you have in college in college I had 
two. Yeah. yeah I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of our audience will never know what it's like to score a touchdown in the NFL. Yeah. What 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 is the feeling, especially the adrenaline rush that you get as a defender that that finds the end zone? It's the best feeling in football, honestly. <laughs> not not only to pick it, but to uh, score with it. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's just. It's a humbling thing, you know. It just makes you grateful for all the hard work that you've been putting in. Yeah. All right, Julian Blackman is with us. Uh, unfortunately, going back to that Minnesota game, a little bit of a two-part question. Defensively, it was a tale of two halves. So in the first half, what allowed you to stifle the Vikings to, to get up 33 to nothing? And then in the second half, how, how did things unravel there? Man, I think in the first half, we were playing disciplined ball. We were... Um, doing everything that we we needed to do, you know, creating turnovers, and we right. had momentum, and momentum's a real thing um, in any sport. Um, you know, second half came around, and we we told each other, hey, like all gas, no brakes, we got to keep going. But um, you know, little mistakes, um, especially like myself, there was just little things at the nickel spot that you know I wasn't used to fitting, and so uh, you know, those are things that I hold myself accountable for. Um, and so you know, there was just plays where we usually make that we weren't making, and, and uh, you right. just kind of have to take that and um you know learn from it as best as you can and apply what you learned from last week Mm -hmm. to this week as best as you can because I mean it's been a rough season when we all know that but um either way I mean I love ball so it's it's kind of like you know whether we're winning or losing I just want to try to be the best I can be and you know the the nice thing about it is like I said I'm learning a new position so I, I have more to improve on there's there's always something that you can improve on that's that's at any position and so I think that we just have to learn right. from this as best as we can and realize like when we have momentum we got to we got to choke people out we can't we can't let them feel like they can still come back and have a chance so um that's that's something that you know we're trying to learn and and hopefully we can um you know apply that this week yeah as you said going back to something that you brought up you're you're playing more in the nickel now due to the injury to Mm -hmm. to Kenny Moore and you were a corner for the first couple of years Mm -hmm. of your college career at Utah before you transitioned to safety Mm -hmm. now going back to corner do you feel like it's it's home so to speak like riding a bike I definitely felt natural at it and um you know luckily I had Kenny I have Kenny and yeah. he teaches me so much about it you know I mean best nickel in the in the in the NFL um and and his job is hard and that's one thing that I just respect him for because the more I'm learning it the more I'm like wow this is like I mean you got to be a backer a corner and yeah. a safety all at once no and, you, and you got to communicate you got to you just understand you know passion strengths where you can get hurt so um for me it was just it's it's nice to have good a good leader in him a good mentor in Kenny and mm-hmm. and you know he's been really good about it um although he sidelined because I mean I had the high ankle too and I get how that goes but um he's been he's been really great for me yeah that's Julian Blackman with us Colt safety now playing cornerback as well kind of a big picture question for you Julian how, how have you adapted and and embraced Jeff Saturday since he took over as interim head coach I, I honestly love him um he's he's a good coach and he's a good motivator man that, that guy will make you want to run through a brick wall <laughs> um um it's it's been nice to to have something um fresh and so, so you know like it's just new mm-hmm. um and I feel like you know it's easy for you to want to play for a guy like him so it's been nice and it's been an easy adjustment Elsewhere, another teammate that I want to talk about, uh, Rodney Thomas. Yeah, you know the rookie out of Yale. Um, you know, you know him very well. He's in the same room as you. Why is the NFL not too big for him? I mean, a lot of times people think those those day three draft picks, you know, kind of fifty fifty to make the roster, especially where he came from, not a powerhouse school. He, he's contributing, and mm-hmm. you know, again, he's very poised. And these moments are not at all too big for him. Mm-mm. Um, I can't speak for why the NFL is not too big on him, but I mean, 
our team knows the value that he has. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. us as players know how 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 much um, importance he brings to the defense. And I feel like you know, as a young guy that that's coming into the NFL as a as you know a, th- a round three like your a third day guy like mm-hmm. you said. I mean, he has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to show everybody that he can play. And and I mean, he's proven that so far. Um, and so you know, he he's just got to continue to learn things, um, you know, little things, and he'll be in a really good spot soon. Right, Julian Blackman with us. Last couple of things, Julian. What do you see out of the Chargers in terms of offense? Justin Herbert, he's going to throw it around a lot, right? I mean, he's averaging over forty pass attempts per game. Uh, they've got Eckler who can run it, who can mm-hmm. catch it. They've got Keenan Allen back. They've got Mike Williams healthy. How much of a challenge is this going to be for you having to play both safety and nickel corner? It's going to be a big challenge because, like you said, this is an all-around explosive team. they got mm-hmm. a really good quarterback. they got a really good running back. they got really good receivers as a core unit. I think that this is probably one of the best that we've played. Um, and so I, I I just think it comes down to, for us, is just executing because, I mean, I, I feel like we're one of the best defenses in this in this league. So um, it just comes down to uh, who wants it more and who's who's going to play more physical, who's going to play the right way, um, and, uh, and who plays more si- situational ball correctly. Yeah. Yeah, Austin Eckler, too. I mean, how much stress does he put on the defense knowing he can do so many different things and line up so many different uh, places formationally within that offense? Puts a lot of stress on the defense, especially because we know that he's going to get the ball. You yeah. Know, that's like their number one guy that's going to get the ball. Um, and so knowing that, you just got to keep tabs on, okay, where's 30 at? Where's 30 at? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of the times with, with how much offenses are just very, like, they stick to what they like, you you kind of get a beat on, okay, when he's here, he they like this, or when he's, you know, um, in certain areas, he might get uh, a different kind of play. So you just got to right. kind of understand where players are. And that, that goes throughout their whole team. You know, you just got to understand what players like to do and uh, where the quarterback's comfortable throwing. And uh, which, I mean, this quarterback, he'll throw it everywhere. <laughs> no but, uh, question about but, that. But uh, so you just got to <laughs> kind of be ready for, for everything almost as if, okay, the play's coming to me every yeah. play. That's Julian Blackman, Colt Safety, with us. Julian, how's the fam? Everybody good? Everybody getting yeah, ready for good. Santa's arrival coming up in a couple of days? Yeah, they're doing awesome. You know, uh, <laughs> my daughter's now 19 months, so she's wow. just now understanding Precious, you know, the right? of Christmas and yeah. Santa Claus and opening gifts. She loves opening gifts. So, um, you know, this this time, like I said, is just it's it's a good time to be around family and to remember yeah. how how cherished these moments are and and how how important it is to to give back, um, right. you know, and remember Christ because I mean, as as a follower of God, you know, that's that's the main thing on my mind so um it's a it's a good time of year and it's it's exciting to sure. be um in this time yeah well said right there julian blackman nothing better than being a parent at christmas of a young one i mean that, you got to soak that in that's good stuff right there julian really appreciate the time and best of luck on monday night football yeah, thank you thank you for having me that's julian blackman from earlier this week inside the colts radio studio i'm matt taylor this is colts happy hour tonight i'm filling in for jmv Colts Happy Hour tonight is brought to you by Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Only got a few minutes left tonight. When we come back, we'll hear from rookie Dallas Flowers, who played on defense last week for the first time this season at cornerback. And he's also coming up big on kickoff returns. He has three over 45 yards this season. And he'll talk about his comfort on special teams as of late when we come back. This is Colts Happy Hour. Stay with us. We're back in just a moment on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Touchdown! From the biggest of the big games to the littlest of the little. There you go. No, no, no. 
more space! Go, go, go! Run! Whenever you shop Meyer, the official supercenter of the Indianapolis Colts, you help support hundreds of local teams across the Midwest. From the biggest stadiums in the state to the familiar fields down the street, you're helping make a difference to the people and places you call home. Learn more at Meyer.com. State leaders are calling for an expansion of educational paths outside the traditional college model to help move Indiana forward. The Indiana Union Construction Industry has been a leader in apprenticeship and vocational training for over 100 years. Our industry makes an investment of more than $54 million a year in training with no cost to taxpayers. Our tradesmen and women learn skills and earn degrees, making them the skilled, drug-free workforce employers count on and the best value for your next construction project. The Indiana Union Construction Industry, skilled on principle, union by choice. Your vehicle deserves the finest care and protection. That's why you need Lucas Oil Additives. Whether you need to solve a common automotive problem or protect your vehicle for the long road ahead, there's a Lucas Additive to meet your needs. To see the entire line of products, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil is the official oil of the Indianapolis Colts and is used throughout Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil. It works. Want to stay like the pros when it's game day in Indy? Experience inspiring guest rooms and luxury at one of the best-rated hotels in the Midwest, the JW Marriott Indianapolis. Connected to Lucas Oil via enclosed skywalks and tunnels, there is no better place to call home for game day. The JW has VIP football packages, game day dining specials, and four-diamond care from our award-winning service team. For all your downtown stay needs, the JW Marriott Indianapolis has you covered. Visit JWIndy.com or call us today at 317-860-5800 for availability. Hey Colts fans, don't miss a single play during local games. All you need is an antenna hooked up to your TV and you can watch live action football for free. That's right, no subscription needed, no fees and no credit card information required. It's just your TV and an antenna. Then you get live sports, news and other popular shows all for free. Just visit thefreetvproject.org to get started. Antennas up, game on. Get ready for kickoff with thefreetvproject.org. Furnished by E.W. Scripps. No show talks more about the Colts than this one. This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to Colts Happy Hour tonight. Matt Taylor filling in for J&B. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Colts Happy Hour tonight is brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Time now to answer the Forum Credit Union question of the week. We gave it to you on the last segment. Colts making that switch to Nick Foles at quarterback, meaning the Colts uh, this season. It'll be the third time since 1998 the Colts will start three quarterbacks in a season. What other seasons did they do so? The answer, 2015 and 2011. 2015, the Colts started Andrew Luck, and that was the shoulder injury. Got banged up early in the season. The Colts had to turn to Matt Hasselbeck. And then Josh Freeman, late in the season in 2011, the Colts started Kerry Collins, Curtis Painter, and Dan Orlovsky. Now you see him all over the place on ESPN. That was the Peyton Manning neck injury season. By the way, interim head coach Jeff Saturday said today that Sam Ellinger will be the backup quarterback for the Colts on Monday Night Football. That would probably make Matt Ryan inactive unless the Colts uh, would uncharacteristically carry three quarterbacks for the game on primetime. Uh, So that, again, is going to be a week-to-week thing with three games to play for the Colts. Visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com to interact with other fans online. You can post a topic and participate in various discussions regarding the Colts. Forum Credit Union, 
helping members live their financial dreams. It's the Colts and Chargers Monday Night Football at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts are going to be looking for their first home Monday Night Football win since 2010. And if they get it, they're going to need special teams to play big. And part of that is Dallas Flowers on kickoff returns. Since taking over as the primary kickoff return man for the Colts three games ago against the Steelers, also ironically on Monday Night Football, he leads the NFL in kickoff return average at 34.1. He's got three returns over 45, including two big ones against the Vikings last time out. He also played on defense in Minnesota for the first time in his career. The rookie out of Pittsburgh State had to play in the secondary due to the Colts having some injuries in the back end. And earlier this week, I asked Dallas in the locker room what it was like for him to play on defense for the first time in the NFL as a rookie. It was a surreal moment. Um, I was just ready to come in and just do my 111 and uh, just do my job for my brothers and just play good ball. How did you feel you did it in terms of slowing down Justin Jefferson? I mean, that moment just wasn't too big for you. Yeah, um, I was just ready to come in because on the outside looking in, um, people say he's the best receiver in the league. So on the outside looking in, I was in a lose-lose situation. But I know what I'm capable of and my, and my brothers know what I'm capable of. So I was ready to come in and just make a play and just do my 111 and make the game easier for my, for my, for my teammates and my brothers. Obviously that game stings, right? You know, the, the Vikings coming back in the fashion that they did. But how have you seen the team respond? How have you seen this locker room bounce back in a couple of days getting ready to close out the season with three games to play? Yeah, that game, that game definitely stings. But the um, only thing we can do is move forward and um, capitalize on, on the future. So we just got to handle business this week on Monday night and then just go from there. Yeah, you and I talked a couple weeks ago about your great kickoff returns. Those continue. You had two over 40 to set up the Colts with really good field position. Why do you think you're having so much effectiveness returning the football, whether that's at the goal line or eight or nine yards deep in the end zone? Um, first and foremost, I um, thank my, my teammates for blocking for me well. Um, we have a nice scheme on kick return. And uh, like I said, I've, I've been doing this my whole life. Um, I was the number two returner coming out the draft. So, I mean, this is pretty – it's fluent for me. It's just, it just it just comes easy and natural to me. So I just take pride in that and just do my best every rep I get. How much has Bubba Ventrone, how, how much has he helped you go from good to great to elite in terms of kickoff returns? Yes, um, just just give me little little tidbits on how to locate the ball, the timing on catching and running to get the ball. So just little little stuff to tidy my, my, my game up to help me a lot. All right, what do you see against the Chargers offensively? If you're out there on defense, what do you have to be aware of? Um, we have to be aware of shots, um, double double tight end sets, shots on the on the opposite side. Um, Keenan on Allen and Williams. Williams is a big bomb threat, back shoulder a lot. And Keenan Allen is not that fast, but he's 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 more quick than fast, and he's one of the top receivers in the league. So we just got to key in on those two, and then Eckler, the running back as well. So that's Dallas Flowers, kickoff return man for the Colts. He also plays cornerback in the secondary for Indianapolis, breaking down the Chargers' offense right there with all the weapons. He just mentioned Austin Eckler. He leads all NFL running backs in catches and receiving yards since 2019. We're up against it. We'll give you the Colts injury report and also close it out. Colts happy hour returns in just a moment. You're on 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Take the field with a no-sweat first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Play your way with everything from money line to point spreads to player props. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sports book partner of the Indianapolis Colts. 21 plus and present in Indiana. First online real money wager only refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.com. 
sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, Colts fans. Score big for your Indiana high school. Enter gear up at colts.com slash UHC. It could score you tickets to a Colts game and $5,000 for your high school. Gear up is a free program designed to improve the health and safety of boys and girls high school athletics. Winners are selected throughout the season. Enter today for a chance at Colts tickets and $5,000 in athletic equipment at colts.com slash UHC. Happy Honda Days are here with great deals on Honda SUVs and trucks that are in stock now. Buy today and save thousands on Honda trucks and SUVs with 1.9% financing, like the 22 Pilot and 22 Ridgeline, available to take home today with 1.9%. Don't miss Happy Honda Days with 1.9% financing. Search your local Honda dealer today. See dealer for financing details for well-qualified buyers. Offer ends 1323. You want your car to always look its best, but you don't want to spend all day buffing and polishing. That's why you need Lucas Slick Mist Speed Wax. It's the fastest way to a showroom shine. Just spray, wipe, and admire the results. Check out the entire line of Lucas Slick Mist products at lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil is the official oil of the Indianapolis Colts and is used throughout Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil, it works. We're talking all things Colts on the Colts Happy Hour, heading into the weekend on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Wow, perfect song tonight. Perfect song tonight. Look out your window. There's a winter storm in the background. Perfect curl up by the fire. This is money. If you're driving around town, be safe tonight. It's negative temperatures out there. You don't want to get stuck. I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening to Colts Happy Hour tonight, which is brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. The Colts will practice one more time this week. That's tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everybody. The Pacers take on the heat tonight. Pacer pregame starts at 7.30. Until then, it's ESPN Radio. I'm Matt Taylor. Happy holidays, and thanks for listening to Colts Happy Hour here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Good night. I've dreamt of having a place where everyone can get together. Now that the backyard is redone, we can finally host. We dream of exploring in our golden years. Just the two of us, the RV, and the open road. can hardly believe I'm taking over the family business. What a dream come true. Forum Credit Union helps you save, share, and grow for the moments you dream about. Learn about becoming a member and our services at ForumCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or LTire.com for details. Restrictions apply. A winning team works together for a shared goal. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is teaming up with the Colts to shine a light on outstanding small businesses. India is our hometown, and boosting local businesses is just one way we want to thank this great city. Go to Colts.com slash Anthem Spotlight to nominate your favorite small business today. Anthem and the Colts, helping Hoosier small businesses score points.
Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Insurance Companies, Inc. Colts fans, it's time to download the greatest app of all time, Caesar Sportsbook. Bet on your Colts or whoever else you like all season long and with Caesars rewards, every bet you make, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Tickets, free hotel stays, experiences, and more. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Caesar Sportsbook, proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. You bet, you get. The Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award recognizes NFL players who have not only exhibited excellence on the field, but whose passion to impact lives extends beyond the game and has led them to leave a positive legacy in their communities. Considered the league's most prestigious honor, the Indianapolis Colts are proud to nominate Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille is a true leader in the locker room and community, and we're honored to nominate him as the 2022 Indianapolis Colts Walter Payton Man of the Year.